Overdraft fees are just the worst. Get up to $200 in fee-free overdraft with a Chime checking account. Sign up today at chime.com slash goals24. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. We just form a fucking wall. O'Neal deep in the post, lots of contact there. Oh, what a block by Wallace. What a jump ball. He's down four, 12 8, 7 38 to play the first one. Burst from Rodney, stuck into the rim. Countdown, baby, and a foul. Reggie inside for Andre, oh. and a dynamite dunk. Hello, folks, and welcome to this week's edition of the Palace of Pistons podcast. Aaron Johnson and Ryan Pay here, Brennan Johnson, MIA, for circumstances unknown. Text in the group chat last night says, not going to be able to work. You guys can just do it without me. Uh, but that's the, he likes to call himself the fearless leader of the Palace of Pistons podcast. Ryan, I think it's safe to say that is incorrect. I, I would tend to agree with you on that, Aaron. I, uh, I would definitely say he is not the fearless leader. If he's giving himself his own little coach's DNP, then I'm not a fan. Uh, where are you at, Brendan? We needed you here today. You decided you didn't want to show up. Uh, we're not a fan of that. We're we're a week away from the season. We're less than a week away. We need um we need all hands on deck, and he's decided that he wants no part of this. So um, this is really this, not happy about that at all. Is this like is this like the Jimmy Butler situation? Is Brendan going to come back next week and like rip us to shreds? He's just. Does he already have a sit-down scheduled with Rachel Nichols? Is that already planned out? Does he already have her uh, on lockdown, over ready for the interview? 20 minutes after he does it? (laughs) Oh, my God. Brendan, what the hell is going on with you? We're just we're gonna, on, we're, we're done with you right now. Let's get in. Let's get into some Pistons basketball because look, that's what we're here to do each and every week. So the, since the last podcast, the Pistons have played two preseason games. Both those games have been close losses. Um, it, on Monday night, they lost to Brooklyn in overtime, one ten to one oh eight, and on Wednesday they lost to the Washington Wizards, one hundred two ninety seven. Ryan, just what are some of the general takeaways from those two games? Having seen them, you know what are, what are some thoughts on this team now that you've seen them? four games into the preseason some some of my takeaways are i guess would be some of the obvious takeaways uh blake griffin everything needs to go through him i'm sure he was working off some rust definitely because he was just getting uh some game flow going but um i'm excited for what he can do uh like i said everything needs to go through him uh some of the takeaways i like glenn robinson jr a lot or glenn, glenn robinson the third excuse me boys uh glenn robinson the third I'm uh, I'm really excited to see what I think he's going to come off the bench. Obviously, uh, what he adds to the team, he's aggressive. He can he's an improved shooter, uh, good defender. Like what he can do, the offense to me still looks a little uh, a little rough. They're definitely opening it up uh, with the three pointers uh, more. There's the vast 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 majority of their shots are coming in the paint and from the three point line, which is good. But there's still not a real flow to the offense yet. A little concerning, but it's still preseason. They're still getting their lineups down. Um, those are just some of the things I've taken away. How about you, Aaron? What do you think? Yeah, well, I want to get into the offense a little bit later because I have some more developed thoughts on that. But uh, I think you hit it on the head with Glenn Robinson the third. He's a guy that you know from talking to in in the off season. You know, he told me that this has been a great off season for him. He's coming to Detroit to compete for the starting spot. But wherever you know he ends up playing, he's going to succeed and. 
Dwayne Casey has used him off the bench in every preseason game so far, and Robinson, to me, has been one of the best players on the court when he's been in the game. Uh, he has a skill set that can be really valuable to this Detroit team. He's a great three-point shooter. He's athletic. He gets into plays. You know, he he gets those tip rebounds. I've really liked what I've seen from him when Detroit has used him as a power forward. The the last two games they've not really played Henry Ellenson and they've gone small ball style, which has put Glenn Robinson the third or Stanley Johnson or even Reggie Bullock at the power forward spot. And I think Glenn Robinson the third can really have a future as a power forward, which is, is good for Detroit because it allows them to run Langston Galloway, who I want to talk about. They have Luke Kennard. They have Stanley Johnson. Whoever they decide to bring off the bench, it allows them to use two more two more wings and allow Glenn Robinson III to play the power forward spot, which in preseason he has shown he can do. Um, but for me, the biggest takeaway has been Langston Galloway. Maybe not the biggest, but one of the biggest. Langston Galloway has come out, and Dwayne Casey has really entrusted him, and I wrote about this in my season preview for him on PalaceofPistons.com. Uh, but Galloway has come out, and he's really played some some good basketball, and he fits into Dwayne Casey's system perfectly because his offensive game is three-point shots and at the rim. That's how Langston Galloway plays, and that's why we saw him against Oklahoma City Thunder go off for 24 points or whoever it was. Actually, I think it was Brooklyn. Brooklyn he scored 24 yeah. points, and all of his – I had one bucket where it was from, from the mid-range. Everything else was at the rim or from the three-point line. And for me, when you're paying a guy $7 million, you you should really be able to play him, right? I think anyone would think that. And that's what Galloway's making. And the way that Galloway has played so far in preseason and the way Coach Casey has entrusted him, you got to think he's got a spot in this rotation, which is exciting because I think Galloway brings a nice offensive punch to that second unit. He's got such a quick trigger, and he can be, get hot and stay hot. He's one of those guys that I think if he gets consistent minutes can be a boost for that second unit offensively, um, which is exciting. I think that you want to space the floor with the second unit when you have Ish Smith and Zaza Pachulia at the one and the five. Those are two guys that are obviously more paint-oriented and not really offensive-oriented, at least not Pachulia. Um, So you want to be able to shoot the ball with those other three guys. And if your second unit is Ish, Langston, uh, Luke Kennard, and Glenn Robinson the third. Those th- three middle guys can all shoot the lights out of that basketball, and that should be really exciting for the second unit. So, I was really, really impressed with Langston Galloway. Oh, that's that's a that's a gentleman who um, definitely has something to prove. You can tell he's playing with a chip on his shoulder, and you can see he's got the confidence of his head coach, um, and he feels like the te- uh, head coach has confidence in him. And you can see it in the way he's playing. Like you said, he's playing. So, I'm very impressed by what I've seen by him. Because I'm not going to lie to you, coming into the into this offseason, into, into the preseason, I was like, what's the point of Langston Galloway? That's just dead salary on the books, you know what I mean? But with his showing so far, I, uh, I'm i definitely changing my tune. Let me tell you that. Yeah, well, he was just more of an afterthought because you looked at Detroit's swing rotation and you had, like, the four main guys of Reggie Bullock, Stanley Johnson, Luke Kennard, and Glad Robinson III, and then there was, well, we got to get Bruce Brown minutes and you have Kyrie Thomas, and then it's like, Oh yeah, Langston Galloway exists, right? And, and and now you know he comes out and he gets in. You know the first game of preseason, he's playing legitimate minutes and he's played legitimate minutes the entire preseason and he's played pretty well. So I'm I'm really buying into from what I've seen from Galloway himself and Glenn Robinson or Stanley Johnson at power forward. 
I think those two can kind of go hand in hand and work together to help build that second unit into something that could be a little bit unique and quirky, but also successful. Agreed. Oh, I absolutely agree. I'm right there with you on that. So one thing I also want to hit on with the second unit is Luke Kennard. Last game, Kennard played just seven minutes. Um, Some people think that that's because Coach Casey is entrusting Langston Galloway, and he's going to play Galloway over Luke Kennard. Others think it's because Kennard's coming back from an injury and he's still trying to get back into game shape, which is something Coach Casey's already said before. Where are you on that situation? I'd like to believe that they're just uh, taking their time, easing Luke Kennard back into the rotation. Like you said, coming off the injury. Um, With the way Langston Galloway's playing, it's not a bad thing that they want to play him, but I'm sorry, I think Luke Kennard is one of your future not only a future starter, but one of your future better players with this team. And you cannot pull your Stan Van Gundy impression out, Dwayne Casey, and just not play your younger fellas. That will really, I would be really mad about that, to be honest with you. I want to see Luke Kennard grow. I think he's a 20-point player in this league. I do. He's a phenomenal shooter. He's a great offensive threat. He just needs to keep growing, and he will. But the only way he's going to do that is if you play him. And if they keep benching him, then we're just going to see this team get more stagnant for their future. And it's just something I'm not not thrilled about. Hopefully, I really hope it's just something uh, where they're trying to ease him back from injury. Because if it's not, I'm not going to lie to you, I'm going to be pretty pissed. Yeah, I, 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 I'm I with you on that 100%. But I do think it tends to be more of a, you know, we've used Kennard pretty heavily in a couple of the first preseason games. We're going to hold him a little bit further back in this one. Because... You know, Luke Kennard goes out there, and there's no indication that he doesn't belong on that floor whatsoever. It's not like he played bad in those preseason outings. Like, Luke Kennard was playing pretty decent basketball. And even though it's become more and more apparent that he's not going to be the starter on opening night for Detroit, he was still playing solid basketball. I think it was more so Dwayne Casey wants to rest him a little bit. Um, He did say coming into camp that... Kennard wasn't in game shape yet. He ended, He's played in every preseason game, though, so far. So that's where I tend to lean on it, but I'm with you that if it becomes a more of a benching for Kennard, then that's completely not okay. Um, and that would really, yeah, that would really be Stan Van Gundy-esque, who, by the way, is on ESPN now. So that's, uh, that'll be interesting. I wonder, I wonder if he's ever going to get onto a Detroit game. That would, wouldn't that just be hilarious if Stan Van had a break down the Detroit game the year after he got fired. That would just be that would be wild. The Pistons are 55-2. and two. We got Stan Van Gundy. Stan, what do you think about the Pistons so far this season? <laughs> well, Andre, Andre's got to rebound more. Andre's got to run more. You know, there was a really funny tweet. I, I was out. I was sitting in um, just a public space, and I was on Twitter, and I read this tweet, and it was it was something to the effect of it's been really weird watching Pistons games and not hearing someone from the sideline yell, Andre, 45 yes. times a night. Oh, I, saw, I, I saw that tweet, too. That is hilarious. I literally laughed out loud, and everyone just kind of like looked up, and I was just like, oh, crap. I, and I just got up and I laughed. I was embarrassed, but I was also laughing at the same time. That was that was like, I literally laughed out loud. That was that funny. Oh, it was a great tweet. That is great. That is, that is a hilarious tweet, though, because that's so true. <laughs> no one's just sitting there yelling, Andre, Andre. <laughs> Hey, speaking of Andre, can we talk about that for a second? Yeah, I knew you wanted to. 
Can we talk about that? For yeah, a we second? can. All right, a couple things here. One, something I don't like, which is fine, in a sense. He seems more comfortable with Blake Griffin off the court, and I really don't like that because mm-hmm. we need them working together in tandem. Absolutely. Um, two. He's still getting down on himself way too easily, and that's going to backfire, and that's going to hurt this team, like I've been saying, since he's come into the league. He needs to get his mental right. That... Working with Kevin Garnett, I thought this was going to happen, or at least take the next step. The guy misses two shots in a row, and he's done, dude. He's throwing his arms up in the air, throwing his head back. Calm down, man. Relax. You're one of the best centers in the game. It's going to be okay. You missed a couple shots. So what, dude? It's fine. The game against Brooklyn where he shot 6 of 21 from the floor and got stuffed by Jared Allen a couple times, and he just looked like he did. He just didn't want to be there. And No, absolutely. The first time, the first the first sign of trouble, his head immediately goes back to that, oh, what the hell, man, oh, this right. sucks. Yeah. Come on, dude, get it together. What are you doing? No, Andre is a guy that... You know, you've, you've 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 hit on it so much. He's so talented, but he lowers his level of play when he just gets down on himself so easily. He's got to have more of a focus and a, a passion, even, to just keep playing through a couple misses in a row. Uh, and that game against Brooklyn, and it's not like he played well. I mean, he, he played okay against Washington on Wednesday, but he didn't have a great game by any... I mean, that turnover at the end of the game where Stanley flipped it to him when he was open inside for a dunk and he just didn't catch the pass. I mean, it's stuff like that where you should be kicking yourself for that. Like, that's one of those situations where that, that can't happen, and thank God that was only a preseason game because Drummond should have caught that pass and that should have been a quick dunk for him. And he just either wasn't it's, focused or wasn't... I don't know. It, it's... it's- it's one thing to, like, kick yourself a little bit when you're down. Oh, man, should have got that one. You know what I mean? But to completely mentally take yourself out of the game, like Drummond seems to do, after he makes maybe one or two mistakes, not back-to-back, but within a relatively close time span of each other, it's, like, I know it's kind of cliche, but he can ju- he can be the alpha male out on that court. Like, he's so much bigger and stronger than everyone on the court. And he just takes himself right out of it. You can, you, we've seen it before. When he actually is dialed in, he's like, "You know what? I'm the man. I'm just gonna play. I'm gonna play. Whatever happens, happens. Because I'm gonna dominate." And then he goes and puts up 27 points and 25 rebounds. And it was he was a uh, an efficient shooter and he was solid from the line. He's like, "Dude, this is what you need to do." It's, it's just that's what he's capable of. In the game. Exactly. He's so he's capable of doing that, and and he just loses it at times, and that's really frustrating. It is very frustrating. So let's hit on the other big man while we're at it, Blake Griffin. I've been really impressed with him so far in preseason. He's looked, even with a little bit of rust, he's looked like he just he demands that court. He demands the presence on the court. And I'm really, really excited for what he's going to do this season. I mean, just looks like he's ready to, to take over for Detroit. Oh, my guy. This is a dude that's going to be averaging 24 25 and like 10 boards and probably six to six to six and a half assists. Uh, he's ready. This offense needs to go through him. He is the guy. He's he is going to be in terms of his game. He's taking that next level. Obviously, like we've been talking about, like the whole world talks about. He's not a high flyer anymore. He's not that guy. But he's revolutionized his game and he's going to really take it to the next step 
once the season starts. I'm so excited for him. It's 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 really good to see the way that he's moving, the way that he can play. Um, this kind of goes into some of the offense talk that I want to get into next. But when Blake Griffin is on the court, the Pistons' offense just it, it runs with a certain level of efficiency and flow. He just he has such a presence to where all five defenders kind of have to have at least one eye on him. And that allows, when Griffin makes his move, whether he's posting up, going towards the basket, he can then kick out, he can go with a fancy finish. There's just so many options. He can dribble handoff. He can do so much because he has such a presence on the court. It's just, it's something Detroit has not had recently whatsoever. A guy that can really just dominate. Like, Andre Drummond can dominate on a, you know, on a certain night, but Blake Griffin can be a nightly 24 points, 7 rebounds, 7 assists, a triple-double threat, a genuine triple-double threat every single night. And that is something Detroit, like I said, has just never had. No, they haven't. And it's it's so exciting to see, especially in terms of opening the floor up more uh, for everyone else. Uh, obviously, he's going to get his points. The guy is a scorer, naturally. He's going to get his points one way or another. But you can, like you said, every defender on the floor when he has the ball – has their attention on him like they're defending him. And when he takes that drive, he, the kick out to Bullock, oh, that's going to be such a beautiful play I know, this year. I know. Bullock's going to get so many buckets from that, Reggie, and it's going to be so nice to watch. Reggie Bullock just, I, I don't know I don't know how he doesn't miss, but he just doesn't miss. It's, the guy's stroke is it. so pure. I love it. I, I'm, I'm just thinking of so many plays where Detroit can actually hit three-pointers now because you have Reggie Bullock, you have Glenn Robinson III, you have Luke Kennard. You have guys that can actually shoot the ball. And that's just really, really exciting because year after year, Detroit has been one of the poor three-point shooting teams in the league. And when you have these guys that are expanding their range and are super efficient from beyond the arc, that's just, it's the way the NBA is going. So you have to be able to do it. Good teams have to be able to do it. And Detroit is trending in the right direction in that facet of the game. Oh, absolutely. And it's it's refreshing to see. It's it just it feels good to see Detroit finally catching up with the league. They finally have the players that can do it. Damn it, Aaron, I hope it works out this season. <laughs> I am so excited. I need it to work out. Overall, Detroit's offense has not been great. We like the no, looks they're not. getting. We like the looks from where their shots are actually coming from, the three point line and inside. But the offense itself and you alluded to it earlier, has not had a great flow. Are you more of, it's just preseason, it's early on, it's a new team, it's new players, they're plugging in a new system, it's going to take time, or is there a general concern that this could be a long season on that side of the floor? No, I'm going to, I stick with what I've said in previous podcasts. It's the preseason. They're not showing a ton of different ways and options. They come out of their sets. Everything's basic. They're still getting a feel for everything. Uh, you know, it's a newer team in terms of the coach and the players. Um, is it is it a little concerning? Sure, I'm not going to lie. It bothers me a little bit uh, to see that there isn't a lot of flow and there doesn't seem to be a lot of cohesion at times with the offense. Uh, but it's preseason. I don't think they're showing, you know, everything they can do, just like every other team is. And um, they're still getting used to each other, which is fine. It'll, t- it'll take a couple games into the season. We'll s- I think this will carry over into the season for a, for a few games, and then they'll really take off. Not maybe, maybe not really take off, but they'll get it together. I'm not 
I'm not concerned yet. If we're talking about this, you know, 12, 13 games into the season, then we've got a problem. Right. But I, I don't think I don't think that's where we're going to be. I think I noticed it mainly against the Wizards on Wednesday, but Detroit's offense just seems like it's it's a half second behind where it should be in terms of where the defense is. Detroit would swing the ball around the perimeter, and it's like if they could have gotten that pass off a half a second earlier, Langston Galloway's got an open triple, or or Glenn Robinson the third's open in that corner, and he can hit that three. Instead, they got forced into a lot of late sec, late shot clock, bad shot attempts. That's where my concern comes from. It seems like they're moving a little bit too slow on offense, and because of that, yeah, they're shooting three pointers, but a, but against Washington. A lot of those times came in duress at the end of the shot clock when they just had to put something up. Right. I agree. It's concerning, and they do seem a half second behind, but at the same time, like I said, they're playing 12 12 guys in the preseason. It's not the legit rotation. I want to see what happens when he's got his eight, nine-man rotation, whatever he's going to run, however it's going to work, and what they can do on a more consistent basis. I think this is, like you said this, this half second behind, like I said, it's going to carry over into the season for the first few games. But I think I think it'll go away. I think they'll get it together. One of those back end guys, those eleven or twelve man guys that has really kind of caught the eye of well, what appears to be the Pistons and the fans is Zach Lofton, a guy that we talked about a little bit on the podcast throughout summer league um, and Detroit. You know when they signed him to a training camp deal, Zach Lofton has come in and Dwayne Casey has played him and. He might have. He's might. He, I think he's played in every single preseason game, and he's done some nice things on the floor. He's really creating a case for himself to to maybe steal one of those two way contracts from either Keenan Evans or Reggie Hearn. Oh, I think he's going to. I think he's. I think he's earned it. I already think he has it. He will be with the Grand Rapids Drive coming up and down when need be this season. He's been very impressive to me. Uh, he plays like he belongs, not like he's a rookie, and that's fantastic. He seems to have good spacing. He has good basketball IQ. Decent shooter. He's not afraid to take the ball to the rim. He's aggressive. I don't know, man. I think he's already, I think he's already done it. I think he's earned his spot. I'll tell you what. I was I watched Zach Lofton because you know me. I was in, I was watching every summer league game. Like I was getting into it. I'm like, oh, this is good basketball, even though it was terrible basketball. And Zach know, Lofton right? was it the NBA Finals or was it the first game of summer league? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Zach Lofton was one of those guys that caught my eye. Like this guy just goes out there and he gets buckets. Like he's gonna score. And the way he plays again, it fits into Dwayne Casey's system. He's a three-point shooter, and he gets to the rim, and he has that explosiveness at the rim. We saw him throw one down against the Brooklyn Nets. He has that athleticism that can really excite a crowd, too. He's averaging five and a half points, two rebounds so far in summer league, shooting 47% from the field, 40% from the three-point line. Sure, the numbers, you know, they're not super high. You know, these aren't on, you know, through a 10-game basis or a 15-game basis. It's only through four games. But nonetheless, when you're put in the position that Lofton is, you're given that opportunity in preseason and in training camp to do what you have to do to try to earn a roster spot. He's, he's doing pretty much everything he could possibly do. No, he is. And that's I. That's why I said, I'm sorry. Reggie Hearn, go bye-bye. Whoever else, see you later. <laughs> Keenan Evans. Keenan Evans, yeah, sorry. I totally blanked on his name there. Um, I'm sorry, Zach Lofton's been wildly impressive to me. And I'm excited to see where... Uh, his NBA career takes him because, like you said, he fits perfectly into this type of system. He is—he's aggressive. 
like we've been saying, aggressive, shoots the three, plays defense. It's just something I like to see. Uh, he plays like he belongs, man, and he does, and he's earned it, in my opinion. I think I think we'll see news very soon that he is t- is going to take over the two way contract of Reggie Hearn. Um, I think Detroit wants to keep a point guard in the in the developmental system. That's Keenan Evans. So I think Reggie Hearn, unfortunately, uh, I really like Reggie Hearn. You know, he seems like a really good person, not just you know a decent basketball player, but he seems like a genuinely good dude. So you never want to see a guy lose his job the way Hearn may do. Um, but Lofton's been so impressive. Can we talk about Ish, Ish Smith though for a minute? Like when he is in that second unit, he's one of the best backup point guards in the league. Go, hey, you, you go ahead and talk about him, my friend. When, Ish Smith just plays with uh, an energy, and I again, I wrote his season preview for PalaceOfPistons.com. We're grinding through those right now, so please check out the website and read up on. All the players we've hit to so far, we got another one coming out today. And up until the beginning of the season, we'll have season previews out on every player on the roster. And when Ish Smith is with that second unit, there are there's just no way to slow him down because he's being used in those shorter bursts. He's playing instead of 12 minutes a quarter, he's playing six, seven minutes, and he's just running. He's got shooters on his side, and he's got a guy in the paint that he can run a little two-man work with in Zaza, or if Blake's running in the center with the second unit. It's beautiful. There was a play against Washington where it was Jason Smith and I believe Kelly Oubre. It was a one-on-two fast break with Smith having the ball and those two playing defense. And instead of slowing it down and bringing the ball up top, Smith literally somehow, like, caressed his way through the gap, the very small gap in between those two players and flipped it up and in. And he went on like a six to eight point, just him scoring the ball for the Pistons, just a stretch like that. And it's because he's not having to play 35 minutes a night. When he's down playing in the 20s or even the high teens, you're maximizing his ability. He's so effective with the ball when he doesn't have to take a bunch of three-pointers and he doesn't have to lead an offense and really be you know, that 15-shot-a-night kind of guy that he sometimes had to be last season when he was starting in the place of Reggie Jackson. So for Ishmith to be in this position, it's really exciting. It's something that I just really have wanted to see for quite some time because, again, he is a backup point guard. He's, he can start, but you're not going to get the most out of him when he has to start. So for him to really be in this position to play the backup point guard minutes, and even if Reggie Jackson goes down for Bruce Brown or for Jose Calderon to play in the starting minutes and allow uh, Ish to come off the bench, I just think it's it's a great, great position for him. You, Aaron, you know I haven't always been the biggest fan of Ish Smith. I don't think that's been any secret, at least between you and I. Um, but I have to say, in a more refined role, of 23, 24, 25, 26 minutes a night with shooters around him, not just a bunch of trash, he comes to play, and I enjoy him very much in the backup spot. Him leading the second unit will be crucial this year to this team. Um, and like I said, I don't know. I, I'm really excited to see what he can do taking this on more now that he, doesn't, he won't have to shoot 15 a night and play 35 minutes. He can be himself, and he has t- actual talent around him. He doesn't have to carry the whole burden. So I need to see more. I need to see how it plays out during the season. But I'm 
starting to get on that train with you of being hyped about Ish Smith. We have to talk about Reggie Jackson for a minute. He played 20 minutes against the Wizards on Wednesday, had 10 points and 3 assists, but he left the game with tightness in, I believe it was his knee. I'm not exactly sure. Um, what, it might have been the ankle, whatever it was. Dwayne Casey, after the game, said that he was concerned that he brought Jackson back too early. Uh, the next day at practice, Jackson per- participated, and Casey said, it wasn't as big of a deal as he originally thought. The concern wasn't that necessary. But tell me, Ryan, how how low did your heart drop when you heard Dwayne Casey was concerned about Reggie Jackson being injured again? When, well, when he came out of the game because of injury, and I heard he was, I saw he was going back to the locker room. I was like, "Well, here it is, boys. Who's next? Blake Griffin. Let's just get it done now. Break our hearts before this even starts, because." I don't want to get too invested if we're not going anywhere. That's literally that's where my mind went immediately. I was just like, just end it all right now, boys. Get the team out of Detroit because it's done. Literally, I just fell apart mentally. I was like, we can't have this. This can't be a thing right now. We we're not doing this. And that's how I felt. Thank God. But real quick on the Reggie injury, I thought Reggie said it was like his groin just tightened up a little bit. Was okay. it his knee or ankle or whatever? I'm not. I'm not sure. It might have been groin. I'm. I don't have like the tweet up right now to look at it. But the good news is that it's apparently not an issue anymore, and it sounds like he's yeah. playing. So against it Cleveland. doesn't even matter. Because yeah, and then Dwayne Casey had his. You know, uh, I rushed him back. We shouldn't have done it. <laughs> Third, I was like, what is Stan, happening? Stan Van Gundy just like took over Dwayne Casey's body. He's bringing back guys too early from injury. Guys are getting re-injured. Oh no! I, I was like, Arnie. Can't. What are you doing, buddy? <laughs> no, you got to trust Arnie. Arnie, I would, I would trust anything Arnie ever says, med- medical wise, for any, any player. Uh, right? <laughs> because he's he's that man. He's gonna he's gonna keep this team healthy. Positive vibes only in that regard. Detroit's got one more preseason game. That's tonight against Cleveland. Dwayne Casey's hoping to have everyone available. The one guy that may not play is Stanley Johnson with a toe injury, um, but there's hope that he will. It looks like the starting five for the season is going to be Reggie Jackson, Reggie Bullock, Stanley Johnson, Blake Griffin, and Andre Drummond. I think that the majority thought that would be the starting five heading into this season. I was hoping it would be Luke Kennard and Reggie Bullock on the wing. But Stanley has had a decent preseason, so for him to be in this position is not surprising. Um, anything specific you're looking for tonight or with this starting lineup, Brian? Uh, tonight, honestly, I hope they don't play Stanley Johnson. Uh, don't even bother with his toe. I, as we can clearly tell, I'm all about not hurting players in the preseason. So don't even bother with Stanley Johnson tonight. We see that he's a lot more uh, confident in himself, and Dwayne Casey's confident in him, and he's confident in his team, and the team's confident in Stanley. Don't even play him tonight. You need him for the season. He's clearly your starting uh, small forward. Go forward with that. Uh, and then tonight, honestly, something I, I hopefully we see a little more Zach Lofton. I just enjoy watching him play. Yeah, That's all. I, I That's like, all I'm really looking for. It's the final preseason game. I don't think a whole lot's going to come out of it. At least I don't think a ton should. Um, but what do I know? Obviously, I know nothing. <laughs> but that is something to see Zach Lofton just perform. That'd be fun for me. This was fun. This was fun. And it mainly, mainly was fun because Brennan wasn't here. Yeah, I would have to say so. <laughs> well, guys, before we go here, want to just plug a few things. First off, our website, palaceofpistons.com. We've got a lot of coverage coming. 
podcast, season previews, just a bunch of stuff coming your way. We'll have game day coverage now that the regular season's coming near. We're, we're doing it all. We're going big. We're not going home. Okay, so we want you to come check out the site. It's a huge support for us. We greatly appreciate it. And we hope you learn something. You know, we, we're not doing it just for ourselves. We're doing it for you guys because we, we think we can give you the right analysis. So when you're arguing with your buddies over Andre Drummond being able to shoot a lead clip from the three-point line, you know what to say. Uh, on Twitter, you can follow us oh, all man. at wow. Palace of Pistons. Wow. I, I, that's something I wanted to bring up. We didn't get to it, but I was like, your bet's not looking too solid right now. <laughs> Shh, don't tell anyone. You can follow us on Twitter, at Palace of Pistons. I'm not even going to get... I'll give you Brennan. So you can follow Brennan on Twitter, at Media Brennan. Ryan made a switch on the Twitter handle. You can follow him now, at Ryan Pay. That's the new handle, at Ryan Pay. And you can follow myself, at A Johnson NBA. You can follow Palace of Pistons on Instagram, at Palace Pistons. And on iTunes, look, guys, we give you the spiel every week. You know the deal. Subscribe, rate, review. That helps us greatly in what we're trying to build here at Palace of Pistons. So we always appreciate your support. You guys, like Aaron said, subscribe, like, rate, leave a comment, do all the good stuff. Tell your friends, tell your family, uh, tell your church, tell your school, tell your rec league basketball team. We're excited. Aaron pours his heart out into all of this. You guys got to support him. I know that's why you're here, because you love his stuff. I read all different types of stuff, and let me tell you, tell you, it's not just because we do the pod together. Aaron's one of the best on the internet. Support him. Support this. Ooh, I like this. All right? I like being hyped up like this. This is a good way to end the podcast. I like it. All right, guys. Thank you guys for so much for listening. We're so close to regular season basketball. And guys, it's coming. So thanks so much for tuning in, and we'll see you next week here on the Palace of Pistons podcast. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.